0: This is Jamie Finn from Foster the Family, and this is The Real Mom Podcast. Hey mamas, thanks for coming back for more. It's episode two now of The Real Mom Podcast. Last week's episode was a smashing success totally because Emily was awesome. But don't worry, this week is just as great because I have just as great of a guest. It's Lisa Robertson from Mess Into a Message and you are going to love hearing from her. So here's episode two. I'm here with my friend, Lisa Robertson, and she actually is a friend. She is not just a a guest on my show this week. She is a friend who I have never met, and that has been one of the more interesting parts of this whole internet journey for me with blogging and social media is I have gotten to know people in a really meaningful way that I never thought would happen before. So Lisa is a fellow blogger. She blogs at Mess Into a Message, and she really just has a heart for foster care. She has a heart for Jesus, and I wanted you to hear from her because I love to hear from her. So hi, Lisa. How are you?
1: Hi, Jamie. Good. How are you?
0: Good. It is a really funny thing to talk to someone for the first time that you feel like you're friends with and you're it not. It really is. And you've
1: never talked on the phone before right. or on video, whatever. Yeah. It's for just weird.
0: S- for some reason, I thought that you had a Southern accent. Why did I think that?
1: <laughs> I have no idea because I've been in the North all my life. Oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> I pictured you with like a Southern draw. I don't know where that came from. I don't either. Maybe it's you... <laughs> tell me, tell me about this new property that you have.
1: Okay. Um, it was kind of like a pipe dream for my husband and I, it's actually just down the road from where we live now, only about, I don't know, maybe a quarter mile. Okay. And, um, we just have had our eye on it for quite some time. And an older woman lived there and my husband is such a, um, he's very extroverted and he, is such a people person. So he just knocked on her door one day and told her like, we love your property. And when you're ready to sell, we would love to buy it from you. And, um, I mean, we thought it would be years down the road, but she ended up falling and, um, injuring her knee. So it just got to be too much for her. So, um, last December, she reached out to us and said she was ready to sell. And so we, just kind of had to jump on it and it's been kind of crazy, but it's all in God's timing and that's kind of what we're just trusting in right now. So I think, yeah, I think that
0: is part of what formed this whole idea for me. It's like a farmhouse, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. There's, there's a farmhouse on it now that was built in 1901. Oh my gosh. um, Which we originally thought we would renovate it, but because we want to do foster care and we have all these ideas for, um you know how we want to use the house obviously with foster care you have to follow specific right. rules and safety concerns and things like that so we're going to end up tearing down the house and rebuilding so
0: Oh my goodness completely. Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right, so tell me so I know a little bit about this but tell me about your really exciting plans for the house.
1: Okay. This is again <laughs> crazy but again just God working and um so with the property we always thought oh, well we can expand and then bring in more foster kids but it was like as soon as we bought it god started working in um, mine and jj's hearts separately but then when we started talking about it it was like we both had this same dream for the property okay and um so we're building an apartment into the basement and um our idea is that we would work with our um, local county foster care agency and, um, hopefully be able to place pregnant teens in there or teens that are emancipating. And it would be, um, a space for them to have their own space, but also to be part of the main house and integrated with our family. So it would be more of like a mentoring, coaching relationship yeah. and not just a foster parent type relationship. It's so
0: so cool. And I know your oldest daughter is what, like five? How old is yeah, she? she'll she'll be six next month. Yeah. Okay. So it's not like you have experienced parenting teenagers. No, no. Did
1: not you at ever all.
0: think that you would bring a child older than your oldest child into the home? I know that's the thing that no. a lot of foster. No, people.
1: that was what we had always said. We would yeah. never. We would never bring a child in older than our oldest because she's definitely an oldest child. Oh, mine is too. Yes, so we would never want to trump that or stifle right. her personality. Right. But um, I, I don't know. I feel like with that big of an age gap, it would be different. Definitely. And she wouldn't necessarily look to them as um, they were taking over as the oldest sibling type thing. It would be more of a just a new type of relationship for her with them as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. I always love to see when... It's not just like, okay, I'm inclined this way and then God led me this way. But when there's something that you think I would have never come up with this idea on my own, this is so God, this is something God did because naturally I wouldn't have gone there. And I think that's so cool to see.
1: Yeah. It's been like a complete 180. And yeah, like you said, I just could never have pictured that this would be the path that we were pursuing, but
0: here we are. Have you gone to your local agency about it? Are they aware that you want to do this? So
1: we did make our family worker aware of it. Um, okay. the last time she came out for her monthly visit, we just kind of, you know, nonchalantly mentioned it. And then she wanted to connect us with the, um, I don't know what his title would be the director, I guess, okay. of foster care. And so we have yet to sit down and talk with him, but we have reached out to let him know, um, you know, we're ready to talk whenever he is. So that's kind of where we're at with it. There's a lot of unknowns. Yeah. um,
0: And where's the progress with, with the actual building? Like, when do you expect that you'll be moving?
1: We're hoping that we can start building, um, late summer of this year. Okay. So, um, I, ideally then we would be done by maybe spring of 2019, but, um, I don't know. We'll see. It's all in God's timing. And we're just kind of like praying through it and just, I don't know, praying that he would just show up in a way that tells us exactly when we're supposed to do it and what we're supposed to do with it. So
0: Cool. I love that. I love, it's funny because we, we always thought that, we would move into a bigger home. And it was just kind of the American dream thing. Like, well, you mm-hmm. get more money and then you move into a bigger home. And then God really started to change our hearts of just the way that we view money and the way we should spend money and felt convicted that we should stay in our smaller home. Well, then <laughs> again, yeah, things changed. God changed things. And it was, well you're going to be limited in the number of children you can have in this smaller home. So what was first sort of this motivation to just have bigger and better and more for us ended up, we still got a bigger house. That change still happened, but the heart behind it was so different. And it was the same sort of thing of just here are our resources. Here is what we have. God, how do you want to use it? Mm -hmm. And just seeing what he did, um, and now we're at a place where we can have six children in our home easily and we can, you know, take different kids with different needs. And so I love just, you know, taking your life, but also taking your possessions, just taking what you have and saying, God, what do you want me to use? I know that you're cutting into your own living space by right. doing this.
1: Right. And that's just like you were saying, like you dream of this, you know your dream home and right. and making this space for your family. But it has been cool to, um, you know, cause initially that was our heart. Like that was JJ knocking on her door because he envisioned this property for our family. And it was like, once God gave it to us, he's like, but wait, mm. here is what you're going to do with it. <laughs> you know? So, so cool. it's, it has been cool to see that shift. I and that. Um, I feel like that's what he's been doing for us this whole way through foster care. So,
0: yes. Okay. So that brings me to this question. I know that you initially got involved in foster care with really just a desire to adopt, right?
1: Yeah, we go ahead. Was, we, was yeah. that,
0: were you just taking, I mean, you weren't just taking legally free because I know your son wasn't legally free. So right. explain the whole process.
1: So in our county, at least, um, you can be licensed for just foster care, or you can be licensed foster to adopt. Um, so we've got licensed foster to adopt, but there's no, um, guarantee obviously with any type of foster placement. So really it was, um, that we were just willing to take in age zero to three and we'll see what happens type thing, because there is no guarantee that they would become legally free unless you were to sit just as adoption only and
0: wait. So you knew that there was a risk of reunification, but it was more that you viewed it as a risk and not as sort of the goal. I know that's how I went into it. Like, well, we might lose this kid instead of, well, this is actually the goal here.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. So it was like we initially said yes to foster care with that mindset, like, right. "Well, we can adopt."
0: Right, right. And
1: um, as we started our training classes and um, gained this support system through our church, it was like as soon as we said yes to foster care, God was like, "Here's all the people that are going to help you through this." So. so- cool. And through their wisdom and guidance and their been there, done that sharing, it started to open our eyes to the brokenness of it all and what it really meant to adopt a child out of foster care, Mm -hmm. like what the underlying Mm -hmm. reasons were for that and what Mm -hmm. it meant for that child, what it meant for that birth family. And it was loss. Mm -hmm. And so it started breaking our hearts towards that. And not just seeing the beauty in adoption, but mm-hmm. seeing the um, the hurt in the other side of it as well. So it just made us more sensitive to birth families, mm-hmm. to um, that child's story, what their history is. And um, it changed our hearts in that we we love to you know, reflect on their stories mm. and there's, there's beauty in that brokenness. Mm. It's not like, let's just adopt this child and move on.
0: Right, um, right. right.
1: it's, it's a piece of them forever. And there's so much beauty in that.
0: That's a great point. Do you have any sort of relationship with, I, you know, we didn't even talk about this before you have one foster son in your home right now. Yes. And yes. how old is he?
1: He's 14 months.
0: And how long has he been in your home?
1: we've had him since he was two days old. So we've oh him up from the hospital.
0: Okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have any interaction with mom?
1: We do. Yeah. We, we email probably about once a month. So, um, okay. and his case is technically closed. So, um, you know, that was our personal choice to stay in contact with her and, okay, right. um, yeah. So we have a, a, a good relationship, which you, what's unique about his case is that, um, we have really strong relationship with some of his biological siblings. Okay. And so that has been really cool to get to know them and to have the kids get to know each
0: other. So how have, how have you fostered that? What have you done to really encourage the relationships there?
1: Well, um, they're quite a bit older than him and they were all, um, adopted by the same family years ago. Okay. So it was just basically, um, reaching out to that family initially, whenever we first got him to let them know who we were that, um, you know, we had their sibling mm-hmm. and if they wanted a relationship and thankfully they are absolutely amazing.
0: Oh, that's and,
1: awesome. um, they wanted a relationship. So we've gotten together quite a few times. We actually the very first time we met, had them over here at our house. Oh, cool. And um it was just like seeing them together. It was my husband always says it was like brokenness and beauty colliding mm. in our backyard mm. because it really was. It was it was just to sit back and watch them and um it was just really cool and to know that um, they could have a relationship now, even though they're they 're going to be in two separate homes they 're yeah. still going to know each other
0: yeah I think that 's great. I love again, I guess sort of seeing how God changes hearts. you know you can mm-hmm. go into your dream home or foster care with yeah. this this is how we 're going to do it, and then God changes the story but also changes the heart and gives mm-hmm. you sort of the passion for it. Unfortunately, there are a lot of foster parents who don't do all they can to foster relationships between siblings. And there is a certain amount of, um, sacrifice in that even for you of just, Mm -hmm. you kind of want to move on and just pretend like you're a happy little family and there isn't this other part, but I love that you're doing that to encourage that and that you've chosen to keep in contact with mom. I think that, that these sorts of things are, Miraculous, like God really does miracles in our hearts and opens mm-hmm. them to things that we wouldn't have been open to naturally, and He's just so yeah. kind to do that.
1: And it really gives such an easy platform for us to show our biological daughter mm. a picture of the gospel. Totally. And, um, you know, sh- we can't have more biological children, and she has always wanted siblings. I mean, she's Like
0: she's She's a mom's big
1: sister, yes. And (laughs) she just like wants siblings. And here just the way that God answers prayers, you know, she has this extended family of siblings and will forevermore because we're connected to this other adoptive family forevermore because they have our little boys' siblings. Yeah. And so it's just this picture of brokenness, but to her little five-year-old mind, it's completely normal Mm. and it gives us an opportunity to explain things to her and um, just teach her about Jesus's sacrificial love. And um, yeah, it's just been cool to see her in that role as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's cool. I know my husband always says that so many people ask about, well, what about your biological children? And my husband always says, one of the reasons we do foster care is for Mm -hmm. our biological children. It's for them to learn about sacrifice. It's for them to learn, first of all, just to open their eyes to the realities that so many other Mm -hmm. children live with. But just, um, yeah, we sacrifice. You're going to sacrifice mom's time and bedroom space and workers in and out of our home, whatever it is. And that this is something that we want for them, not something we want to protect them from.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: I'm interrupting my chat to make sure that you know about the real mom podcast landing page. You can find it at www.fosterthefamilyblog.com slash real mom podcast. There you'll find links to all the resources we talk about, any books or fun things we discuss recipes that will be the best place for you to get the full real mom podcast experience. Okay, so your um case right now with your son, the termination of parental rights already happened, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, that happened.
0: Tell me what that's like just in your heart with the waiting and the sort of in-betweenness of it.
1: It's tough because I feel like um when you're when you're in an active case and you're doing the visits and you're um you know, reporting every little appointment, every conversation, you know, and you're getting visits from the CASA and the worker and your worker. And just, it's this, you know, you kind of get into this flow of this is just normal and this is the case. and, And then all of a sudden the termination of rights happened and everything changed, but yet it didn't. Right. Right. Um, so visits stopped, um, You know, the CASA checks in a little bit by phone now, not as much coming to the house. And it's like we're in this waiting period for an adoption date, but, um, you know, we're going on vacation. I still have to have court-ordered permission. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just this weird limbo of he's not ours legally yet, but he's not anybody's legally really right now. And um, it's just been this weird period for me of, of learning to wait. Mm. And, um, you know, before that termination of rights, it was, it was waiting and it was patience, but it was busy. And, and there was always the next thing that was coming up and the next court hearing the next visit. And now there's really nothing. And, um, we're just sitting and waiting for a date and waiting to hear, um, you know, when we need to file the paperwork and stuff like that. So it's definitely something we've never experienced before because we've never adopted before, but right, right. um just the type of waiting and the type of patience that it's requiring is different.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess the waiting is something that never stops, <laughs> you know, yes. first you're waiting to get licensed and then you're waiting mm-hmm. for a placement. It's kind yes. of always waiting. It is funny though, when When you adopt all of a sudden all that waiting is done in a different way. And Mm -hmm. you just they're yours. And it's yeah. And it's like
1: nothing has changed, but everything has changed.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: As as much as I know in my heart that 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 moment is coming, it's still this little guard, you know, that that is up and is wondering and you get a little nervous until you have that date and you know for sure. So, um, it's definitely teaching me to trust and to be faithful and often reminding myself that God is faithful and he's proven that Mm -hmm. over and over again. And, um,
0: yeah, so just the same lesson again, (laughs) in a little bit of a different way. Again and again, again and
1: again. Yeah. Right.
0: So tell me what, if you had to say something that God was teaching you right now, what is your thing that, that you're learning right now?
1: So specific to foster care, um, this whole relationship with a birth family is new to me. Mm -hmm. And so God is teaching me, um, you know, what it looks like to honor our son's birth mom, to respect her, to treat her with dignity when she hasn't been, um, she hasn't really experienced that much Mm -hmm. and, um, that a little bit of kindness goes a really long way Mm -hmm. And it's like, I feel like motherhood in general is like a die to self moment by <laughs> moment throughout the day. Yeah. But when you bring in foster care and you bring in birth families, it's this whole new way of die to self because it's sometimes easy to die to self for your own flesh and blood and your own children that you're caring for in your house. But when God's calling you to die to self to somebody that, um, You know, it's it's a lot harder to love and a lot harder to want to to do things for or want to sacrifice for. So that's kind of where I'm at with what God is showing me and teaching me right now is just that um, when He calls us to die to self, it's not just for those that we Mm. love or that are easy to love. It's um, to die to self for for. Anyone that he's calling us to do that for, so just learning what that looks like, and
0: that's awesome, yeah, yeah. And we really, I mean, that's how Jesus loves us, you know. I I think Mm -hmm. it's so easy to see birth parents and to think they don't deserve this extra step, they don't deserve this information or this gift, or um, and that might be true if you're just looking at that. But when we really have the picture of what we deserve and what we've experienced from God, I think that as much as we can stay with our hearts in the gospel, as much as we can stay with thinking Mm -hmm. who we were and who we are now, what he has done for us, it really affects the way that we view birth parents who, who, yeah, maybe don't deserve that love and who we're dying to self when we love them. Um, Exactly. But I I love, you really have a great perspective of that in general. And I, I think that you're really an example of that to other people who read your words and hear from you. So, all right. So anytime you talk about foster care, it gets a little heavy. So we're going (laughs) to finish out (laughs) right I'm going to ask you what you're doing, what you're eating, what you're reading, and what you're listening to. Okay. So tell us a little bit about you and what you're doing these days.
1: What I'm doing? I'm trying to keep up with laundry and trying to. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> trying to wait out the snow. We got more, and um, I just hear the ocean waves calling my name because we're leaving for Florida. <laughs> in a week and a half. No, and you are. Yes. So oh my gosh, I'm are you doing like, the whole
0: Disney thing? No. no. Okay. We're,
1: my parents and, and my grandparents are snowbirds, so we try to get down there every February oh, to visit them. So um, yeah, I'm just like looking out my window right now, seeing all the snow on the ground and just trying to picture the ocean instead.
0: <laughs> You're going to have to <laughs> shave your legs. <laughs> Oh, that's like a whole thing you're gonna have to do. That would take me like days to catch up
1: on. I'm gonna stand out down there with my pasty white skin.
0: (laughs) Oh, so fun! I'm really jealous because, yeah, we we don't have snow right now, but we have cold weather. Cold, that sounds incredible. Okay, all right, so what are you eating?
1: (sighs) What am I eating? I'm always trying to eat a little better, but I feel like it's like this back and forth with that. But I will say um, a friend of mine introduced me to Trim Healthy Mama. Have you ever okay. heard of that? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, not my style. So I'm more of the um, Nutella and <laughs> and hey, beer Nutella. at night style. <laughs> <laughs> is that well, on Trim Healthy Mama? Because I could probably get on board if it is.
1: I don't know that it is. I, I haven't know. seen that in the cookbooks. So. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I... Um, I'm trying. I don't know. This the winter is hard it because is. you're like all cooped up and you just want to eat whatever is, sounds delicious in the moment. So Okay, so I'm not real good at staying called, on track. You're not. Okay. No, no. I, I mean, I I'll make dinner from from that probably a couple times a week, but we're We're bad about meal planning. That is not one of my strong points. We're like a Chipotle at least once a week type of family.
0: (laughs) The at least Chipotle is like a good option. We discovered my husband, (laughs) so I am vegan. So I was raising the kids vegan. Okay. But he discovered that the in to getting them to not be vegan was to take them off my hands and take them out to eat. (laughs) So they now go to Wendy's for dinner once a week. And I am so grateful for the break and so grateful to not have to cook that I don't even care that my kids are yeah. eating cheeseburgers yeah. from Wendy's. So I,
1: I wouldn't either. We went to Wendy's yesterday on the way home from church because it was snowing and I was, my husband was out of town and I said, Avery, pick something easy. And she said, Wendy's. And I said, like, that sounds perfect. I'm in.
0: <laughs> That's great. Okay. So you're not like a full trim, healthy mama kind of girl. No. Okay. No, I'm definitely not. <laughs> I feel better about you now. <laughs> Okay, so what are you reading?
1: Right now I'm reading Adopted for Life and mm, I say reading one. but it's like a cheating reading because I listen to the audiobook when I'm folding laundry or oh. I keep talking about laundry, but I know that's <laughs> I crazy. do other stuff too. Okay.
0: But. <laughs> yeah, that's um, a good one. Russell Russell Moore's great.
1: Yeah, it is really good.
0: Okay. All right, and what are you listening to? Mm. Does that count as that? Tell me music then. If you're listening to an audiobook, that can't count for both.
1: No, that doesn't count. That doesn't okay. count because it's cheater reading. So yeah. um, I'm listening to Wren Collective's new album. Oh,
0: I love them.
1: Yes. That's I just really downloaded it and it's
0: phenomenal. Is it a lot of um, covers like they usually do or? I don't know. I think it's new stuff. It's okay. called
1: Good News and... Um, their, that song Rest is on there. Okay, That's right. like one of their newest ones out, but every song is really good on there. So, and it's really upbeat. It's a nice one to have on just cool. like playing in the house. Yeah. When you're
0: doing laundry. Yes. <laughs> when I'm doing laundry or okay, you know, the dishes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you live such an exciting life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's it's snowing. So what else am I going to (laughs) do? Exactly. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, Lisa, tell everyone where they can find you on social media. Also tell us, I know you have the Instagram account for the, your farmhouse. Tell us everywhere that you are on social media.
1: Okay. So, um, on Facebook, I am mess into a message. That's my blog page name. And then, um, on Instagram for that blog, it's Lisa underscore mess into a message. And then our farmhouse page is foster love farmhouse. And I haven't been super, yes. On Instagram. Okay. Yes. Foster love farmhouse. So I haven't been super active there because we haven't been doing a whole lot, but, um, hopefully soon. Um, hopefully this summer, at least we'll start doing some exciting stuff over there and I'll definitely be sharing on Instagram.
0: Cool. That's great. Well, I am so grateful that you took the time to talk to me. I love your heart. I love your perspective. I love your example of how God can take sort of your open heart and your willingness and transform it into something different and even better Mm -hmm. than what you initially thought you were offering him. Yes. So thanks for taking the time to chat with me and thanks for uh, just the example for my listeners. So
1: thanks, Jamie. You're awesome too with your house full of kids. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Lisa. You're welcome.
0: Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Real Mom Podcast. You can follow us online, www.fosterthefamilyblog.com slash realmompodcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can follow us on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash real mom podcast or on Instagram at at real mom podcast. Thanks for listening.